first episode of 400 Thoughts. It'll be kind of an extemporaneous uh, collection of 400 different thoughts while I drive to work in the morning. Uh, try to make every episode different. Try not to repeat myself. Um, yeah, this will be a, a weekly podcast that more or less just collects uh, my drive to work in the morning on uh, on 400 in uh, Georgia. So for the first episode, I'm not going to talk specifically about a pretty common, pretty popular topic, but something I saw yesterday that, that made me think about a, an audiobook that I uh, listened to this past week. And that was a, a video that I saw posted to Facebook uh, that included a uh, state senator by the name of Julie Morrison talking about uh, State Bill 107 that had to do with some sort of additional uh, tax or or some sort of fine for people that own semi-automatic rifles, and what the what the video was of was some sort of um, like town hall or some sort of meeting that um, she was hosting in which um, a citizen asked the question: If I have a semi-automatic rifle, and I now, if if this bill passes, I'm going to be fined or have an additional tax of, I believe it was $25, what exactly is the purpose of the additional $25 if the the weapon I own is so dangerous? um, What is the $25 going to do? That's not exactly what he said. I'll post the video. I'm going to try to figure out how to post, uh, not post, but uh, add show notes. I have no idea how this program works. Definitely going to be uh, something I, I learned hopefully by the 400th episode. Um, this is a, a well-produced uh, and not a not have a, a production value of zero dollars, but we'll see. Anyway, so the, uh, the gentleman said more or less, hey, I've got this, this weapon that you deem to be extremely dangerous. If this bill passed, I'm not allowed to purchase any additional semi-automatic rifles. Um, and I'm also going to have to register and give you $25 per rifle that I own. If these weapons are so dangerous, you know, what is me giving you $25 going to do? Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting question because if, if the purpose is to deter any further purchases of semi-automatic rifles, um, you can just straight up ban that, um, or you can levy a tax uh, to to kind of like a sin tax or any other taxes to uh, prevent, not prevent, but to shape that behavior uh, of somebody trying to uh, do that hobby. I think that's a pretty well-documented case of where, like, if you increase the price of something or you tax something, that it actually does shape behavior. Um, So that's their intention. I, I think it might work, but the overall question of, hey, this thing is very dangerous, what is me giving you $25 really going to do if your effect is to um, maybe have people own less of these or have them in general? And the state senator said, well, you know what, you've, you've kind of changed my mind. Um, I might, might as well just kind of confiscate all those weapons, to which there was a lot of cheer. It's hard to tell based on the, the crowd if the cheers were kind of sarcastic. Yes, you've told us exactly what you intend to do. 
you evil Democrat, blah, 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 or if it was people that actually don't like um, firearms and they were happy. It was, don't know the audience. I'm not in Illinois. I, I lived there for the first 18 years of my life, but um, I have no idea what, what that audience particularly was excited about. Either way, um, I guess the, the theme of this first episode isn't so much gun control or, or anything sort of like that. I think I kind of want to explore the idea of legitimacy that I heard from uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book, uh, David and Goliath, uh, which I will try to add a, a link to that as well in the show notes if I figure out how to make show notes. Um, and his kind of theory that he put forward or shared it, shared a lot of theories in the book. He shares a lot of theories. He's got a, his books are fairly dense where I can't really, I don't know how I would summarize each one because they, they have a, a lot of different theories or things that he cites in there. So one of the things that he talked about in David and Goliath was the principle of uh, legitimacy between somebody trying to um, lead or control somebody. And he gave a few different examples. Um, teachers and unruly students, um, the, the English and the Irish, the North, North um, Irish um, during the, uh, the Troubles and how that escalated and got extremely out of control very fast to the point where um, the British were knocking down women with cramps that were trying to get food um, to children. And it was, yeah, it was a whole bad affair. But anyway, the three principles of legitimacy that he talked about were, um, the first one was people have to feel like they have a voice, that they can interact um, with the person that is in charge second one is that there is a predictability. So once the rules have been provided um, or the conditions have been set, that they're predictable, that you know exactly how things go. So if there's a curfew, the curfew is not going to change. If the, you're, you have to go to the bathroom, stay in a classroom, there's an actual procedure that doesn't change every time you have to go to the bathroom, that it's predictable. And the third one, let's see if I can remember it off the top of my head, predictable, oh, it's fair. Third, it's fair. So there's no partiality given between different people. You can't say, you know, hey, it, during the Troubles, uh, a Protestant can skip curfew, but the, the Irish Catholics know you have to be in by 10 o'clock by midnight or something like that. It has to be fair. It has to, the, the rules, once you're given, have to apply to everyone. Um, so without reading um, Bill, SB Bill 107, I don't know if it's unfair. Um, it, if it's a law that's applying to every citizen um, in Illinois, then I would, I would imagine it would be fair. Um, is it predictable? I'm not sure if it would be predictable. Um, I think this really applies to leadership overall, not specifically the bill. But um, for this state senator, is she predictable? Well, she was asked, a, I guess, a fairly straightforward question from, from uh, one of the constituents about what is the actual purpose of this? Are you trying to people safe and if that's the overall intention if that's the overall intention why don't you just take do not he did not recommend taking the, the weapons but kind of answer the question why is $25 going to change anything and then she kind of responded that's that's good um, might as well just confiscate him honestly so she's not not particularly I guess predictable in that sense because I guess if the the law that she's trying to pass or support has clear guidance about what the actual purpose is, and then she's saying, you know what, 
might as well change it. She could have said, well, you know what, I think I need to go back to the drawing board and maybe recraft this bill because I don't think it's going to do what you just kind of help me clarify my thoughts on, on what I want this purpose to be. Um, I think we're going to modify it to just be a full complication um, of this type of, of weapon, this semi-automatic rifle, or assault rifle, I guess is, is how they're going to define it. Um, so that's not really unpredictable. That's maybe, maybe she's not being unpredictable, but maybe she doesn't either fully understand what she's trying to do, or maybe she was just kind of frustrated with the, the situation of like the town hall and kind of what she would really like to do came out there. Um, either way, I think that definitely hurt her, hurt her legitimacy. If, for example, I try to pass a bill that said, um, I'll make it really uh, harmless to say, in some sort of municipality, I want to limit the amount of DVDs that you can borrow from a library from 20 to 10. Just very arbitrary. And somebody asked me a question saying, you know, what's the difference if, if I borrow 20 and if I don't damage them or, or do anything different, why can't I have 20? Why does it have to be 10? If I don't really have a reason, if it's just in some arbitrary um, rule that I'd like to make and say, oh, well, you know, that's, that's fair, I guess. I mean, if you don't damage them or if you don't do anything wrong, then I, I don't know, maybe you can borrow 30 and just completely change what I've been stating or, or trying to pass uh, this bill or, or whatnot. So it definitely makes her seem like she doesn't really know what she wants to do, which if she's in the position of being a politician, she should be fairly confident on legislation she wants to pass or support. So um, definitely think that makes her makes uh, it difficult for somebody to think she's legitimate. Um, and then the first one is, um, do they have a voice? This one's a little tricky for this specific example because obviously they do have a voice because they're able to speak at this town hall. So it's not that um, they aren't talking directly to the authority, the person of authority here. But I don't know if, if Malcolm specifically meant, like, are they able to talk to you? Because as soon as they're able to talk to teachers and, I mean, the, the Irish Catholics during this... Um, during the kind of craziness um, in Northern Ireland uh, with the British, they they were able to talk all they wanted, but I think it was more or less are the uh, the receivers of that that speech actually listening to. So I guess there would be a difference between my ability to speak and my my speech going anywhere. Even if things don't change, are they actually listening? And I think she actually was taking in the information. She actually was listening to. Um, the constituents and the, the citizens of the room. I just think that she had a different program for how she wanted to uh, to support legislation. So I'd say maybe two out of three. I think um, I think she was being impartial by trying to pass a law that uh, affects everyone. Everyone. Well, that's not necessarily true. Everyone that owns a semi-automatic rifle, which isn't everyone. It's, it's a large amount of people, but it's not everyone. So I guess it would be uh, limiting the rights of specific people, and, and I'm not sure if the legislation actually has any exemptions for uh, people that want to pay an additional fine to do anything different. Um, so I'm not sure if it's completely 100% not partial, um, but at least if it was applying to all citizens, I think it would probably be uh, impartial. I think where she more or less screwed up, though, was the kind of shift during this talk to say, you know what, actually, yeah, let's let's take all the guns. So, 
I would say that more or less what I'm trying to figure out while I do these drives to work every morning is kind of collect collect thoughts, kind of like shower thoughts in a in a medium for me to kind of understand what I know and what I think about certain topics, not specifically gun control. But for this, uh, understand how how people can persuade people uh, to do what they'd like. And, and I think what she's trying to do is she's trying to make Illinois a safer place for people to live. So she's trying to persuade um, through this town hall or through uh, different forms of legislation how to make Illinois safer and you know give everybody the good life and a safe life. And how do you do that with people that openly oppose your plans, your ideas, your legislation? Um, how do you do that? Um, for example, I'm I'm a father of two. I'm going to have a third kiddo uh, in the next few weeks. How do I parent? How do I persuade? Um, there's a lot of ice cream involved in those persuasions. But how do I how do I present myself as legitimate? How do I be impartial when, for example, my my oldest son is not really following the rules and him not following the rules is specific to him and not his younger sibling. I could say, you know, hey, the family has a rule that nobody can do what you're doing, sure, but I'm really only talking to him. So, um, I don't know, just a kind of a ongoing challenge to either present myself as a parent um, with legitimate authority. Then again, he's three years old. So he doesn't listen to the reason anyway. He just listens to uh, Magic School Bus and Dino Train and, and other things like that. So, uh, but ice cream is pretty good. I, I'm I'm pretty persuasive when I when I have chocolate ice cream that I can uh, bait him with. Get him every time. Uh, I don't know if this was helpful. I don't know if this was um, clear, concise, to the point, or. Um, helpful at all to anybody, but kept me awake in my early drive to work, so I'm just going to keep doing this for another 399 episodes, and hopefully it'll get better. Again, I'll try to add any um, information that I've provided in this episode in show notes once I figure out exactly how to do this, and I'll post it on the Anchor app. If you have any questions, feel free to not contact me, because I'm not going to provide any contact information. Um, I'll probably do that in the future once I actually sort out how this thing Hope everybody has a wonderful weekend, and I'll talk to you next Friday.